more questions. This is uh, this is Anna Valenzuela, and uh, I am talking to a microphone that has a sock instead of a pop guard. Sure, because I lost my pop guard Co- on the road. It's a it's a Costco Puma sock. It's a Costco. Or twinsies because I'm wearing Costco Puma socks right now too. Yeah, Costco is uh, the best place to buy your bulk <laughs> alcohol and socks. <laughs> we we uh, discovered, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where. Also, you can buy a chicken that's five dollars. Uh huh. And is it's forty two pounds? I, yeah. Cooked. Yeah, I've like. <laughs> I've like in my single days like lived off of that for like weeks. You know, like I mean you could cuz you can do so much with it. Like you can you could just you could just tear into it, eat the drumsticks or uh-huh. like you can like shred it and make like chicken salad uh-huh. or I mean you, you could put just, it in a crock pot and make chicken soup with the carcass. Yes, you could totally do that. Yeah. Um I guess it's a really southern thing. My buddy Mike's from like uh, uh Virginia. And I guess they don't like refrigerate the turkey after Thanksgiving. They just like li- leave it out on the counter for an extra day or so, and people just pick at it. This is why the South will never rise again. Yeah, Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, how do you not get botulism? Everyone's got botulism. <laughs> they, cured, they cured botulism in the South and didn't tell anybody. <laughs> They're like immune to it. <laughs> oh my gosh, how do I? Da- how do you want to introduce yourself? Because this is an anonymous C podcast. Oh sure. How do you want to be on this podcast? I mean, I'd like to be me. I think I I'd like to like. To be yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know that you get real specific about, like, you know, like, you, I don't even have to tell you if I, I'm a girl or a guy. Yeah, it's right. Like, I mean, is that a thing? You can just say whatever you want. My name is Dave Abkarian. Yeah, um, I'm a comedian. <laughs> and he's neither good nor he's neither girl nor guy. Yeah, That's I can. Yeah, I can be all the things. Yeah, you can. You really can. It's so funny. I've asked people the first like year or so of this podcast, I'd be like, how do I, how do you want to identify yourself? And people would be like, oh, I want to go by Bob S or I want to go by my full name. And in the last couple of months, because Mm -hmm. this tells you how so much has changed in the last couple of years, people are like, like my, my identity, like as like my orientation, like, what do you mean? Oh, wow. It's very, yeah. yeah, It's been a really interesting. Yeah. That that question's become more complicated. Uh, yeah, it has. I think that's good though. I think think it's good. People, people are thinking more about, you know, getting outside the norms and you know, what, what, what am I? Who is me? Right now, I'm a double-double animal-style <laughs> protein style. Me too. I am an animal-style fries. Yeah, we're in a full in-and-out comas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, 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 are, we are more fast food than people right now, <laughs> I think is what it is. Oh, my God. And Okay, so here's the thing about this podcast. This is 12 questions from a recovery perspective. This is Got not it. that you do not have to be a sober person or a clean person Fair in enough. order to do this podcast Got it's it. just 12 questions and by the way dave has an amazing you have an amazing podcast you oh thank talk you about so that much podcast. oh thank you yeah i do a podcast called sad dad and uh i sit down with uh comedians and we talk about our dads <laughs> it's pretty great and that's oh i mean we you know we get to know each other a little bit you know just so the audience knows who you are i try to spend uh the first half of the show just focused on my guest and who they are and where they grew up and then we and then we just take it from from the beginning i, I mean it was, I, it was really good by the end of it i was like maybe i was just like a selfish kid who just always wanted to hang out with their dad yeah and then i realized sure. i was just like well but that's i was i said i uh, ran up past my dude this morning and he was like 
He was like, but that's every kid. Every sure. kid wants to hang out with their dad. Yeah. Dads are the coolest. The dads are. Um, I, 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 I mean, they can be. You know, everybody's everybody's got yeah. their own dad journey. Um, they can be real wieners. Yeah, you know, and I try to, I try to be. I when I, and I, and I think initially when I when I ask a guest on, I mean, I, a lot of times they think it's sort of like a like a, it's it's like a. A podcast where we like shit on our dads and that's that's aggressively what I try to avoid. I try right. to let your dad's story be whatever it's you a feel like it should be. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean and I and I never um I mean I try to keep all the questions neutral and just let the guest present their father in their eyes, you know, and, and I mean I explore things if they say things, if I if I if I hear a thing that I think is worth chasing down, I I, I try to I try to go go that way, but but uh you know I had a I had a great dad growing up. Um uh but and I realized I was very fortunate, you know. Yeah. Um you did tell me the greatest story I ever told him. We're not going to tell him this podcast because you're going to work it out on stage. <laughs> That's true. And it it's going to make bit. you famous. I never thought of it as a bit before. But it's yeah. literally the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard about pigs. <laughs> it's, yeah, my dad going to war with pigs. Yeah, yeah, we're on we're on the Apcarian Estate. Yeah, That's the where compound. We're at. The yeah. compound uh-huh. in the middle of uh, Fresno, California. Yeah, we're you, just you've you've been up headlining the last two nights, going on three nights. You've been killing it. Oh, you're you're kind. so you're so funny. You're so funny. You're so funny. Okay, you ready to get into some questions? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, how do you experience surrender in your life? Like, let's say Ooh. something isn't like working out or something. You got to make a change. How do you experience that? Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't go down without a fight. I feel like, I mean, I, it's really hard for me to like give something up and it's really hard to, for me to like move on from things. Uh, I think especially, Failure is a, a tough pill to swallow. I think stand-up has really helped me out with that. You know, I mean, um, learning how to move on and teaching me that it's okay to revisit things, too. Yeah. You know, it's okay. I mean, you, you experience, experience that a lot with joke writing. Like, yeah. sometimes, like, sometimes this premise of this setup isn't working. and uh, But sometimes you can revisit these things later on as a better comedian. And you can do that in life. With things, you're sometimes you're a better person than you were. Yeah, you know, and uh, um, yeah. So I mean, I you know, with relationships, um, you know, I, I experienced that with like my daughter's mom. You know, we we got off to uh, her and I got divorced, and it was tough. And I had a really hard time. She ended up getting remarried to a good friend of mine. And Whoa. and uh, uh, and that they, happens in small towns. By it, the way, it's kind of yeah. I mean, it's a really small town thing. Common in small towns, for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was very upset about it because there was never really like a conversation with me, like, "Hey, I'm hey. dating this guy." Hey. hey. And and so I was very very upset about it for a long time and didn't talk to him. Mind you, like I would see him regularly. Like he yeah. would drop off my daughter. And I was like, I'm just, I'm done with you. I don't ever want to see you. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll see you and be civil, but you know, we, you and I cannot have a relationship. And then um, he was, he was really good friends with my younger brother too. And they actually went to, to paramedic school together. And, uh, and my brother, when he, um, my brother committed suicide and uh, after that happened, the, I mean, one of the first people to show up was Michael that, 
my wow. my ex's new husband, my daughter's stepdad, the guy that Whoa. I couldn't stand. And um, and when he, did this happen? Uh, this was in 2014, so it was about four Shit, years ago. That's not that long ago, Dave. Yeah, and uh, and so he was he was one of the first people there, uh, and and you know when they when the coroner like came and they 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 picked up my brother. Um, like I, I couldn't be around it, him, you know, but like Michael was there and like yeah. Michael, like handled it, ha- handled it. Like he walked, he walked with him on the stretcher, like to the back of the, the, the corner's car and like, you know, uh, uh, was there when, when, you know, when Kenny left the compound, you know, cause he was living uh, in one of the houses over here. And so like, and then we went into his bedroom and he had he had uh, he had hung himself and there was like a little bit of blood on the floor like i don't know what from but yeah just whatever and like michael's there like cleaning up kenny's blood and like for me in that moment i was like this man is literally wiping up my dead brother's blood off the floor how can i yeah like whatever whatever thing that i had against him is just bullshit like it is just bullshit for me to be upset with this man wow. at this point. This is all so dumb. And uh, and at that that was when I kind of like let it go. I was like, it's all just so trivial. Like the like oh I'm 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 hurt that like I mean my ex wife and and this guy that she's in love with they're both grown ups. Like wh- who the fuck yeah. am I to like make any kind of what what does my permission need to be sought you know i mean it would have been a cool thing but they're grown-ups like this is a dumb thing for me to be upset with and so it was like in that moment that i realized like oh you know you can revisit these things these relationships that i mean you think are like completely beyond repair i mean things can get better you know and uh and that was i i guess um what was the question (laughs) Wow, how you experienced surrender, but it's so interesting because you've touched on so many, like, recovery themes in that moment. Yeah, like, uh, forgiveness, and, um, like, that's such a, like, that kind of gets into our second question, that's such an insane moment to Uh happen, like, did you guys see that coming at all, or? Uh, It was, it was, um, I always describe it, like, his suicide as, it was, it was a shock, but it wasn't a surprise, you know, like, it was, like, it was a punch in the gut that you saw coming. And so, uh, like there was, um, like with him, he was a paramedic and, and, uh, uh, he, I didn't know this where he started to like really spin out. Um, was I found out from a friend of our, like he and I had a mutual friend. He calls me up. Darren calls me and is like, Hey, you know, Kenny's doing heroin. And I was like, sure. Didn't know that. Like, I sure didn't know that my brother was doing heroin. And, uh, and so I remember I, I went and told my parents, and I was like, "Hey, Kenny's, Kenny's. I guess he's doing drugs." And my parents, like, I don't know. Like, my parents were they were obviously they were upset about it. They wanted to do something about it. But where I think they kind of messed up was they were like, "Well, you should talk to him about it." Like, we're his parents. He's not going to listen to us. But you're his brother. Like he'll probably listen to you, and so like, I f- like I felt this like insane pressure all of a sudden. Like I'm like, oh god, like it's up, it's up to me. Like I gotta like, yeah. and so like I I, rem- I remember I went and I had a conversation with him about it. I'm like, hey man, like I heard that you're doing drugs. Um, I'd really like it if you didn't do drugs. Like, can can I help you? Like, can we 
you know, and he just clammed up immediately and he was like, ah, I'm, just, I'm not doing drugs anymore. Like, I don't, I don't do drugs anymore. We don't even yeah. need to have this conversation. Like, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, good talk. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Killing it in the brother game. Clearly this talk took. Yeah. And, and, and I think, I think in reality it was true. Like, I think he had stopped doing it um, or at least was trying to quit. Um, eventually he kind of like run out of, ran out of money, but, um, he, I got this phone call from my mom one day when I was at work, uh, and, um, she's like, Hey, uh, uh, oh, are you okay? No, I was just looking at Samir. He's just standing. You're welcome. Oh, to you, oh yeah. Sit, you can come sit down, brother. <laughs> yeah. You can come sit. He, oh, he's getting some coffee. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I look over at Samir. <laughs> just, we're having the deepest conversation. <laughs> Samir's just standing there by the coffee pot. Like, yep. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and. And so my mom calls me while I'm at work and she's like, hey, like, cause my, my mom and dad live next door to my brother. Yeah. And at this point I was living away. Uh, I was in town. We're out on this property out in the country right now. But at this point I was living in town and they were like, hey, Kenny's being weird. Can you come over um, and and just help us? Out? Like, can you just come and be here with us? And because what had happened was my my he had like parked his car in the driveway, left the, the driver door wide open. And, uh, and it was just, his car was just sitting there in the driveway with the door open. And my dad f goes into his house and like finds him. And he's just like out of his mind. Like he's yeah. just like hallucinating. And like, I don't really, I've never really done drugs. Like, I, 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 uh, I don't really know what kind of a, like, it seems like he's on a hallucinogen. Like I was like, but then again, I don't know what it looks like when a person's on heroin. Like, I don't know any of these things. And like, I remember like, walking in to my parents house and he's standing I, I came in the back door and he's standing at like the front door and there was like the, the the crack of light that was kind of like coming through and the door frame he was like picking at it with his like finger like he was like picking at the light and, and uh, I'm like this is weird and so the night kind of like goes on and we're kind of like we're, we're all sitting it's all four of us my mom dad my brother and I and uh we're like you guys want to watch a movie or something? And like my brother's just like wide eyed, like, you know, just kind of like looking off into space and he's saying weird things. I realized he was talking about his video. He's playing Fallout 3 at the time. Okay. And uh, uh, he played that game quite a bit. And like he was kind of like stuck in this like video game hallucination where he was like, he would like jump up and like pull the couch cushions off. He's like, I lost, I like, I lost, I lost the ammo to my plasma rifle. Like, have you guys seen it? And, um, and so he was, there was these weird outbursts, but at the same time too, it was like, we were all sitting around watching a movie and I'm like, Oh, this is, it's kind of nice. <laughs> like, I, I can't remember the last time we all sat around and watched a movie. Crazy. <laughs> but then like, uh, but then it got late and my parents were like, uh, well, like, can you take him back over to his house? And I was like, yeah, I'll take him over and uh, I'll, I'll tuck him in. I'll stay with him tonight. I'll stay over at his place. And I like, it was weird because there was all these weird like clues that I didn't, wasn't able to like put together uh, until the next morning. But like, I was going to lay on his couch and like, there was a pillow on it covered in vomit. And there was a note on this fridge. Like, it was like, clean, clean up, dude. Like, uh, you don't want mom to have to deal with this. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, and, uh, and it was just a very scary night. He got up a couple of times and kind of spooked me a little bit. And, uh, but I would like kind of walk him back into his room and tuck him in and, uh, the next morning he like wakes up and I wake up and I'm like, Hey man, uh, how's it going? And he's like, uh, not good. I was like, do you want to go out? Like, a, you want to go stand on the front porch? Let's, let's go have a cigarette. 
And uh, so we walk out there and he's like, dude, you need to take me to the hospital. And I was like, okay, like what, what, what did you take? He's like, no, you don't understand. You need to take me to the hospital right now. Like I might have brain damage. And I was like, all right, like what did you take? And he's like, no, you don't understand. I tried to kill myself. I took 5,000 milligrams of an antihistamine. Like, and, uh, and apparently when you do that, it turns, if you don't die and he, I, like he, vomited it up i saw his vomit covered pillow and uh uh but it turns into a hallucinogen in those really high dosage and uh and so like and then at that point that's the point he like lost his job and he uh spent a a year i moved in with him um and i really tried a lot of different things to like get him help but he could never really like meet me halfway on anything you know and uh uh and there were a few other incidents where he tried to hurt me and uh uh, and it just became very hard. And he was kind of on an upswing um, towards the end. Like it was, uh, I thought we really worked through a lot of stuff. And then he, and then he did it, you know? Yeah. And uh, um, so I don't know. I, again, lost the question. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> that this is an incredible story. Uh, There's. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> how do you make, like, in situations like that, how do you, how do you make decisions? Like. Um, I, like, I'm, I, uh, you know, you and I have talked about this at length. I, I, I tend to like, I kind of tend to weaponize my nerdery in that way. Yeah. You know, like I, I, like if there's a thing I kind of, I'm able to like, if there's a problem, I could kind of like use the same, the same muscles that I used to nerd out on whatever, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings or, or, or any, any number Dungeons and Dragons. Like I can use those to like for the sake of research, you know, like, so I can, I can, I feel like I can, if I can understand the problem, I feel like I have a little bit more control. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Like that's why I'm such a, like an audio book addict. And like, I'm so into like, I, I I can't remember, but my, uh, my dude was having a problem with something. And I said, well, there's a way to, there's a, Oh, his, um, his grandfather has Alzheimer's and mm-hmm. like his grandmother's been having a lot of health problems and yeah. they're just not going to tell her, yeah. tell him because it's too complicated. Yeah, and yeah. so I like immediately like we're talking about it and I immediately like hop on Amazon. I'm finding all the audiobooks on like how to support. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. all, I'm all about, I'm the same way. I'm like weaponize yourself with information. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. you might, you just might not, your family might not have the like, emotional intelligence or even you know actual medical intelligence or whatever the issue is to deal with that situation yeah it was mostly because my family was like a keep them in the dark people they were just like yeah 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 yeah, they were just like well i mean you know we're just not going to tell anybody yeah right right so i mean that was that was one thing i mean and a lot of that led into me getting into comedy where um I feel like I developed like a hyper awareness of my own mental state in a lot of ways. Cause you know, my older brothers, he's, you know, he's bipolar and I have a younger brother that killed himself. And like everybody in my family has had some like catastrophic mental breakdown at some point. And I remember I had like your mom going to rehab just to take a break, just to get away from us. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a problem. I just need a break. Yeah. And so, um, and so like, but then I had this, I had this job that was really stressing me out and I, and I felt like I was like on the edge of something, like I was on the edge of a thing happening, you know? And, yeah. and, and it was one of those, I mean, everybody like, I know a lot of people really like a, a good, like rage quit story about their yeah. job and I, and I rage quit, but I did it very calmly. I was like, I was a delivery driver at that point. I just walked into my manager's office and handed him my keys and I was like, Hey man, we can't do this anymore. 
bye. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and it was just a, it was a really high stress job, and I kind of like walked away from it. But I mean, and that's but that's something that I was able to that, that I took away from my brother my brother's situation is like ah, oh, you kind of kind of need to self assess, you know. And yeah. and uh, I was just really really unhappy. Um, and so I guess that's yeah. I mean, I think it kind of spared me from. Uh, really, really kind of like snapping and staying at that job longer than I than I needed to, you know. Yeah, there's oh. life's too short. Yeah, literally. And I started doing comedy, and I really like it. Yay. Yeah. So all this stuff happened pre-comedy, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. What is like? What is the thing that you've learned about yourself in this like whole process? Also, did your brother ever try to get like? go to a 12 step program did he know um, those existed he he, he d yeah um he didn't um the only time that he really got any kind of real treatment was after he got out of the hospital for the the the, the suicide attempt that i explained to you with the pills yeah. um and that was one thing i was calling a lot of counselors and a lot of like inpatient and outpatient programs i was gathering a lot of materials and it's uh, tough when there's a suicide attempt because it's dual diagnosis at that point. Uh, so it's a, the, what they start saying is you need a higher level of care, uh, which is yeah. like it's it's difficult. Sure. To like find, yeah. yeah. Well, and we didn't even get that far. Like oh. we didn't. I mean, I had pamphlets and brochures and, you know, phone numbers. And, and he and just wasn't he, following He just up. was like, yeah. no, nah. uh, he just he wasn't like willing to even meet me halfway. And that was a big takeaway from it for me, too, was I mean, I didn't. I didn't I didn't have like one thing that helped with it was I didn't feel like I had a lot of I didn't have a lot of guilt over his death because I I feel like I did. I mean, as much, if not everything I could have yeah, done, it sounds you like know, you did. and so um, and you're also a dad. So you kind of understand yeah, what yeah. it's like to like love somebody and and not have complete control over like what happens right, like like, right. w like a human has its own experiences absolutely and can't really like control every bit of that and and it's you know and i have people that'll ha that, that's why i take a i take some issue with um uh, and i'm not sure how you'd feel about this but and i'd love to get your thoughts on it too but i take issue with some of the like after like a big high profile suicide like an anthony bourdain or like a kate spade or whatever yeah. you know you see the social media posts like circling around like um, uh, you know, if you have that friend, make sure you're reaching out to him, like reach out to your friends. There's everybody has that one friend and it's like, well, sure. But I think the, I think the real conversation needs to be, oh, we need to start taking more responsibility for our own mental health. Like, you uh, know, like you can't, you can't put that onus on other people, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and like, I have people that have reached out to me, um, and, and, I mean, they're in a they're in a tough spot, and they're looking to me for something, and and I and I try to figure out very quickly like how serious is this? Because mm -hmm. if you're thinking about killing yourself, you don't need to be talking to me. You need to call the suicide prevention hotline, and I and I text them. I'll, I mean, yes. two or three times I've done that, and yes, because I'm not a professional. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Yep. You know, I mean, uh, if you just need to talk to somebody, sure. 
If you're just looking for a friend, okay. But, but I, I can't fix this for you. I can't fix this for I'll you. I'll take you to In-N-Out. We can have burgers. Yeah. I can help you feel like a person for a little bit, but yeah. I cannot, I am not a mental health professional. I'm I cannot make you feel better. 100%. Yeah, like, you have I, to get help. That is like, not a specialization yeah. I have. I'm, I'm a fucking comedian. <sighs> and, you know, like, I don't, I can't, I can't do that. And, I, and also, too, like, I've been there before. Yeah. Like, I've been there before with somebody that I, you know, my, my best friend, my, my brother. And, like... I couldn't, I couldn't save him, you know, and, and not, not that it's even, not that it even comes down to like me saving him. It was, it was, he wouldn't save himself. But the point is, is I've, I've been there and I don't ever want to be there again. You know, I mean, unless it's my daughter or, or yeah. you know, like a significant other or something. And um, even then it sounds like in that situation, you'll have a very structured approach. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, you've already, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like, it. get help. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, this is, yeah, this is kind of end of the conversation. I'm not going to watch you deteriorate. Uh-huh. Get it's help. just, yeah. it is too hard. Yeah. It is so hard. Yeah. So. You're a hero, man. I didn't know any of this about you. Oh. Oh. Well, thank you. Uh, I, uh. Hero, hero, uh, thank you. I, uh, I enjoy it. No, because <laughs> like, it was a hard, hard one for me to hear, but I, pre- I really appreciate like, it. Like, to talk openly about that is amazing. And I think Samir and I were talking about on our way up about, like, the Bourdain thing. And that was my frustration around the Bourdain thing is, yeah. like, he had all the resources available to him in the world. Yeah. Like, and, and he was a drug addict, so he knew yeah. that there were programs and places he could get help. Right. And it's, it's frustrating because, yes, I, I don't know what it's like to um, – I've always had, like – I've had, like, suicide thoughts, but I'm not – I don't know what it's like to go down that road of depression yeah. like Yeah, because, I, I and mean – and I've, heard, I've read that it's a very – it's a very – it seems subtle, but it's – I guess it's a real cavernous gap between, like – entertaining the idea of suicide and planning your suicide yeah like i mean it seems like it's a it's a a, a minor thing but like it's i guess it's like a cavernous thing uh you know in in terms of like where you're at with your mental health is like when you're like actively taking steps and planning it's a big deal yeah 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 yeah. it's a big deal and so like getting help is just it's your mental health no matter what is responsibility like you have to i love that you said that it's Mm -hmm. like it's like doing your laundry you have to like take care of yourself Well, you know and like the thing is is like people advocate they say all the time that like mental health they want they want mental health taken as seriously as physical health and it's like sure but like do you like fully understand what that entails you know i mean like you know like i mean like you, that means you got to see a, a therapist like you see a cardiologist. Yes. Like, you know? And, yes. like, um, and so it's like. Sh- because your mental health will affect your physical health. Yeah. I've talked about it a million times. There's some great books about it. There's this one book called The Body Keeps Score. Uh-huh. And it literally tracks trauma to physical problems. Oh, so wow. like children yeah. who experience like in, in veterans and stuff who experience like you know, uh, extreme PTSD mm-hmm. have higher rates of like autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. They have higher rates of like, uh, it's, it's really fascinating. Your body can't handle on a cellular level <laughs> dealing with trauma. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I, I believe it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's a great, it was probably a, a great stress in, in the cortisol levels were probably yes. like a great, they were probably a great tool for us when we were out on like yeah. the plains, you know, when we were hunting mastodon and yeah. trying to avoid dire bears, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Do you know dire day. wolves are real things? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Just so giant crazy. wolves. So, just, yeah. Uh, 
we had to get away from all that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So but it is in the cortisol levels. I think people are just addicted to being stressed out and yeah, mad now. Yeah, That's yeah. really what like our news cycle is really about. I mean, in fairness, like it was it was probably that heightened state of of paranoia and anxiety that got us to where we are today. You know, I mean, we're yeah. we're we're very good at surviving. Like we're very adaptable. We're very adaptable species, yeah. you know, and and it's like I said, it's probably up until modern times served us very well. But yeah. Now we're like, what do we do with all this? You know, right. what do we, what do we, you've got all these chemicals floating around in our brain. Right. We have no, you know. Well, and how do you deal with that fear and anxiety? Oh, man. How do I deal with that? That fear and anxiety? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, so I probably I could do better. You know, um, I, I feel like um, I'm trying to think of like moments of like when I'm when I am anxious. I mean, I have learned that I have learned that it does give you an edge in some cases. Like um, like normally if I'm nervous about something, it's I, I try to take comfort in the fact that it's probably something I'm I'm pushing myself on, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm like. So, I, I mean, I, I try to use that, but I mean, that's in an ideal way, you know, in an ideal situation. I'm like, I, I, I have the self-awareness enough to know that I'm stretching myself and I'm doing a difficult thing. Um, and uh, but not always, you know, so, I mean, so, uh, you know, sometimes I just uh, say, drink it away. I mean, I, uh, I I'm not I don't think I'm a. I don't think I do that a lot. I don't think I drink a lot of feelings, but yeah, sometimes. you drink like you have a nightcap. But yeah, I've, yeah. We've been staying with you. You yeah. don't have any like scary alcoholic behaviors. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, I I feel like lately I've been um, lately I've been a lot less stressed. But if I go back, if I go back to that job that I, okay, let's I'll I'll take you back to that that job that I like rage quit. Mm -hmm. um, I remember like I would be so worked up. And I'd be like just in the middle of of just doing work, and like I, I could feel like like a my brain had this weird like pressure release valve, yeah, where I'd be very intensely like in the moment, like stressed about the thing that that I'm doing and trying to get it done, and then I'd think about sex, like not even in a, like a sexy way, like not like I'm gonna get like a raging hard on, but it, like my brain is like, okay, you can't deal with this thing right now. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna you're, you're gonna think about your girlfriend for a second, and then we're gonna come back to this. Like after these messages, <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was that was weird. <laughs> what just happened? I was yeah. telling Alex is going through a thing right now, and he was like just on that marathon of sadness. And I told him, I was like, why don't you take a break from this? He was mm. like, what do you mean? I was like, is there something you can do or a thing you can watch that'll just shut your brain off for yeah. like a few minutes? And he was like, yeah, I can watch Bad Boys One and Two. And I was like, <laughs> for sure, do that. Like, like, yeah, like that's the go-to. Yeah, those are great movies. Yeah, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta occasionally take a break from. That's why comedy is such a gift because uh -huh. you have to occasionally. I once was doing a gig in, um, uh, like Bullhead City, Nevada, mm -hmm. so just outside of Las Vegas. Yeah, and this woman, I go into the bathroom. This woman is weeping. She has hands. Her hands are over her face. She's just sobbing. Yeah. And I said to her, I went, I, I just was like, hey, is there anything I can do to help you? And she said, no. Oh, you're the comedian. <laughs> you are so funny. <laughs> and I was like, well, thank you. And she said, no, I needed this. 
I have three kids and my husband just left. Oh, and so she's like going through the hardest time in her life. Yeah. And she needed to see a comedy show. She yeah. needed like a break. Right. And then she took her break and she went in the bathroom to resume hysterically crying. Yeah. She didn't even make it through the whole headliner. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. it was just like, wow. this is the break. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, went right back to being sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, we've had those, not, not to that extent, but I've had people come up after a, a sh- our shows and say that, like, yeah, that's like, man, that was really. That I really needed that. And like, you know, and, and it's and it's in those moments like I wish I could do more. And like and, and sometimes I feel like they're wanting more out of me. Like, yeah, because, you know, I feel like a lot gets projected on us up there. Like, uh, like, you know, because I mean, our, our whole purpose is to, like, make sense of things. You know, that, sure. that's a lot of what comedy is, is like making sense of things and reductionist thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And so, like. If you're or expansionist feeling, thinking, depending on how, you know, which way you... Yeah, think, what the approach what's is. The but, approach but is. It, you know, yeah, but absolutely, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, you're... I mean, I, I think that's a lot of the appeal of comedy is you, you kind of make sense of very complicated things. And and um, and so, and so like, I, I feel like that there's a, a level of, of, of comfort and understanding that the audience feels with us uh, in that moment. But... Th- the bummer is, is it's just an act. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these are very specific things that I have thought about, but I don't have the answers to everything. Uh, just, just these very curated ideas that I'm presenting to you on stage. You yeah. know, I really can't help you beyond that. You yeah. Know? We I, go I home and we're like, what do I, <laughs> yeah. do I eat chicken or beef? Yeah. We could just, we're just, just, we're just people. Yeah. Yeah. But like you can kind of, and I've, and I've seen that like wilt in people's eyes. You know, they come up to me very excited uh, about this very cathartic thing that they experienced. And then they realize that, oh, this, this guy's just a just a dude. Like, <laughs> I am a, a person. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, I'm not the answer to anything. I'm sorry. Like, I wish I could be, but I can't. If for know. me, that always happens when you run into him in the bathroom. Yeah. That's when you're like in the bathroom. You're right. like, I just peed. Like, uh, yeah, like yeah. yeah, I'm not. There's no, sorry, there's no special bathroom for performers <laughs> in this venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, uh, yeah. I mean, for us, it's like, uh, like I've, I've, I've headlined a show and then helped break down the chairs, you know, like, <laughs> real bad habit of like offering to help like uh-huh. when i like done tv stuff i'm like do you need help with that they're like no quit <laughs> asking i'm like i mean I'm very, i can't help myself I'm, I'm like that you know like i i because yeah like you offered to help last night and i've had other other headliners come up like yeah you need to help moving the, some tables i'm like no like, you know how bad it looks if i'm having my headliners set up the room ah! yeah. <laughs> let me help you out okay weirdo like, no you go sit there and look mysterious. Like okay, I'll do, I'll do my best. <laughs> Meanwhile, old man locals just circling oh, around, fuck, like a goddamn shark. Just, yeah. uh, just like, hey, I want to talk to the lady comic. He's the worst. Oh my god, that's so funny. What would you say your level of honesty is in your life? Ooh, um, man, uh. Do you like it on like a rating or do you like, like, like a one to yeah, ten? Yeah, you could do one to ten. I feel like inward, I could be more outward. honest, yeah. you know. I feel like I can be very hard on myself at times, uh, probably probably unfairly so. But yeah. I feel like I could be more honest with my friends about them, you know. Like I wish I I wish I was one of those like straight shooter friends, like uh, you know, you could they could really uh, 
they could really, you know, give it to him straight and make him a better person because of it. Dropping and the velvet hammer. Yeah. yeah. And that is not me. I am no, like, I'm no. like, hey, there's food in your teeth. <laughs> like I said to that guy last <laughs> night, without curl cream, my hair looks just like yours. <laughs> Poor Trevor. I yeah. know. I feel bad. I was just like, I, I just thought he knew he didn't. His moisture <laughs> regimen wasn't enough. I just thought he, he knew. <laughs> yeah. I, think I told him, fine. I was like, hit me up on Facebook. I can change your life. <laughs> with this hair situation i can make you a lustrous uh, beautiful man he's making a very conscious because uh, i've seen trevor like shaved down and like quaffed up like with, uh, you know with, with and he's actually a fairly good looking guy he just you wouldn't it's just the way he wants to look he wants yeah. to look like the i don't know god bless yeah. him um but <laughs> <laughs> the elements are harsh. Moisturize <laughs> your curls, people. <laughs> but but, he, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm very much uh, I'm very much I try to I'm always trying to like build people up, and I wish I could be a, a little bit more honest. I mean, like the people that I'm really close with. There's a guy. Um, he was there last night. He hosted the open mic. Heath. Um, Heath is a, as somebody that I I feel like I can be really really honest with yeah. uh, with with him when it comes to things about him like you know if i'm giving him feedback or whatever um i i I don't ever feel like i have to like sugarcoat things with him yeah um but uh but generally i i i guess i get so caught up on i try to focus on people's positives you know and and hope that they take the hint if i'm talking about this joke this much and how how much i like this joke i'm like secretly hoping they 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 get that if i'm not talking about that other joke means it's bad you know like yo i was in i had that situation very recently where mm. i was watching somebody and i'd never seen them be like super funny before and then mm. they had this like one really great joke and i was like wow that joke is amazing <laughs> i was doing the same thing i was like make all the jokes like that joke uh, like and, you know and and um because we've all been there well and you know that that does more than you realize though like um in, in a good way like, cause I remember when I was first starting out, like the first out of town comedian that like came up to me, it was uh, Nick Petrillo. He walks up to me after my set and he's like, Hey, I really like that Arbor Day joke. And I was like, Oh, like, Oh, well, I'm never not telling that joke now. But, yeah. but at the same time, I mean, and I don't tell that joke anymore. It's a dumb joke, but like, uh, but it was like, it was like, Oh, like just, just that, just that, um, affirmation like oh yeah, you're you know, good I'm funny yeah you're doing and it. like he didn't owe me that you know what i yeah. mean like he didn't owe me and it's not like he said great set he was like this one joke like yeah. <laughs> he was very specific about this one joke but like that to me meant the world just because you know it's an, an out-of-town comic and you know and uh and and somebody that's way farther ahead in all this um so yeah i and and i and i guess maybe that's knowing that how much that meant to me in a situation like that, maybe that's what I'm going for. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not laser focusing in on everything you did bad, but rather laser focusing in on what you did really right. And maybe it's that can pull the yeah. rest of it up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It maybe. really helps. It I, really I don't, helps. I don't, but to answer your question, I, I feel like I could be more honest uh, with myself and with others, okay. you know. I, I think mean, that's pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all could. Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty fair. Truth is scary. What's one thing you'd want to change about yourself? Ooh. Um Man, I wish I could um I wish I could f- like focus I wish I could focus more on like how good I want to make things around me. Um 
I wish I could focus that same energy onto myself, like making myself yeah. as good as I want to like make other things, you know, like, um, you know, like with, with this comedy scene that we're working on and, and, you know, uh, Yo, all the comedians locally have gotten better. Oh, thank you so much. Like, and it's not yeah. that they were like bad. You know what I mean? What yeah, I'm right. saying is I've noticed like what I love is watching comedians improve. Yeah. Because it's like so inspiring and it, yeah. proves, it proves to me that like we're all on a track. You know uh -huh. what I mean? I, I get really bummed out when like comedians say things in absolutes like, yeah. well, that person's not funny. I was like, right. you don't know that. Yeah. You don't know if they're going to be funny or not funny forever. Right. They're working at it. Like, right. like it's a process. Yeah. And I was, since I've been up here, everybody's been so fucking funny and oh, so good. impressive. Thank and you I've so just much. Been, like, we were, loving yeah. it. I, like, I feel like we got like, we got like a generation of like our, our open micers past, like in the last six months, we got a whole generation of them past like, trying to find an excuse to say the n-word on stage you know <laughs> and i like, love that you guys like foster a growth environment that's so important right, right, right. and so like they all like there were like maybe a half a dozen to maybe 10 of them that all kind of like push past that phase at the same time because that was always really embarrassing when we'd have like a black headliner come up and then like the open mic was just like 19 year old white guy after 19 year old white guy after 19 year old white guy saying like the n-word and being edgelords on stage you know <gasps> and bless. um and they all kind of like got past that at the same time like yeah. and i'm like oh thank god like and and i feel like what like that's a weird phase in comedy like, like a, it's like your first initial hump into being funny you mm -hmm. know and so they all kind of like got over this this whole n-word shock value thing and now they're all like on this upswing of being really funny. And yeah. so, yeah. And it's all because of, you know, the, the open mics that we're, that we're putting on, but, but to circle back around to your question, like as much energy as I put into all of that, I wish I put more of that into me, you know, I wish I, I wish I, 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 cause sometimes I kind of, you know, fall by the wayside, um, you know, either whether it be mental health or physical health or whatever. Um, I, I sometimes don't value, myself in in like my energy output you know mm. i feel like i put a lot of it onto others and i could probably stand to put a lot more of it onto me but sometimes i f and i th and i think where i get hung up on that too is like if i if i start improving this one thing about myself uh i i feel like it would probably shine a light onto other places that I could stand to improve. And, and I, and I, and I guess I'm scared that there's so much improvement that I have to do yeah. that it, I'll, it'll, it'll just feel overwhelming, you know? Yeah. And so it's just easier for me to focus externally sometimes yeah. rather than internally. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to take care of yourself. Yeah. Even if it's a little like, I bought myself a year subscription to a meditation app. Uh -huh. Again, that's the thing. Oh, we LA comics about talk yeah, about yeah. two <laughs> things. They talk about where can I get cocaine or they talk about, I got this sweet meditation app. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. So there's like two extremes. <laughs> yeah, um, right. But yeah. And it's just, you know, doing just little things for yourself. Like self care is so important. Yeah, yeah. And self improvement is so important. Like not everything has to be the pursuit of comedy. It could be like, yeah, uh, Samira and I we were talking about we like to um, go to like weird places and towns and visit like all the like big balls of yarn and stuff mm -hmm. and like yeah, all yeah. the like That's the great. oldest the, the oldest boot in America <laughs> like like we all awesome. like and that 
is there's never anything you can like take on st- occasionally you can take something like that on stage uh-huh. but it's mostly just for our own personal enjoyment <laughs> sure, you know you yeah, gotta be yeah. a person yeah, it's right, like right. so important it's so important to have something outside of comedy to yeah. keep you anchored for and sure. alive yeah for sure and and it in comedy in a lot of ways is uh yeah i mean and then again it's another thing we talked about it's like a lot of my relationships outside of comedy have fallen by the wayside just because it has has become this like all-consuming thing you know um you're using all of your extrovert energy on yeah. the the active stand-up and dealing with other stand-up comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just want to go home and watch American Horror Story yeah, by I did. yourself. Yeah, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, because you guys came up right in the... I was, I'm right in the middle. Of, I've, I finished it today, but Yay. I was right in the middle of a binge. I was like seven episodes in on a binge, and then I'm like, oh, here... Anna and Samir, like I got. <laughs> you were so, and you were like, "Do you want to watch it with me?" I was like, "I wish I was up on it to be like, yeah, Dave." I should have just been like, "Yeah, Dave, let's watch it." Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Just, I'm fine, just too tired. Totally cool. <laughs> I'm just no, 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 so it's okay. It was, yeah, but uh, it was it was okay. Yeah, okay, well, that's fine. Um, what is uh, what is your uh, okay? We did that one. Okay, what is your experience of forgiveness? You like talked about that. Oh a little yeah, bit. just like the ability to like. Yeah, I mean, take I don't in, know. Take it's stock. Yeah, uh, I. You know, forgiveness is a weird thing for for me. I mean, like, I feel like I am. I feel like forgiveness takes a lot of energy. I mean, initially. Yeah. I, like I, I mean, anger takes more energy, mm-hmm. but there's 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 a certain amount of energy that you put into forgiveness, and it and it's almost like a revest an investment is what yeah. I'm trying to say. And so, I mean, if you can commit to it, there's uh, you get a great return on investment. Yeah, but sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to like cough up the capital, you know, the the emotional yeah. capital to like initiate forgiveness. And sometimes, um, well, my experience of it is you have to relive the event and accept yourself and that person yeah. in the event. Like right. the idea of like, I was doing the best I could and they were doing the best I could. Cause I'm usually doubly mad at somebody when I'm mad at how I behaved in the situation as well. Right. Right. Like, why did you make me be an asshole? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, I've, 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 it's funny, like the people that I really, really need to forgive, I feel like I have. Yeah. Like the really like the like the big like forgiveness bounties. You know what I mean? Like if there's a bounty board uh, with with like high dollar targets and we're we're talking about forgiveness instead of like dead or alive. Like I feel like I've gotten all those targets. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of like small time targets, though, that I've just kind of ignored. And 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 I feel like, too. and And I think maybe why I haven't forgiven some of those people is because. Because I feel like it opens you back up to getting hurt again, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like, and like, a lot of times it's like, what does this person mean to me in the first place? Like, is this person like really important to me? Maybe this wall, maybe forgive, like not forgiving this person is a nice buffer to not having to deal with this person anymore. Mm -hmm. And and at that point, I'm like, is it even really about forgiveness or is this person just a toxic person? You know, yeah, and maybe, maybe it's not an issue of forgiveness. It's like you can forgive somebody and not like their behavior. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. And so, I mean, I yeah, like I, I, f- I feel like the the big the big ones I've addressed. I, I'm I'm not totally cool with everybody. And that's something that I've 
learned recently, like is okay. Like it's yeah. okay to not be friends with everybody. And that was, that was something that 10 years ago I would have, I would have thought was no, no, you, you, you have to be cool with everybody. Like if you're yeah. not cool with everybody, you're not cool. You know, like it's, yeah. it's your problem. I've had definitely had that misunderstanding mm -hmm. about life, you know, yeah. like everybody's going to like me. What do I got to do to get everybody to like me? <laughs> oh, have no boundaries. Cool. I'll do that. Uh -huh, yeah. well, I'm secretly so mad at everybody. Uh -huh. and it's like, no, I started it. Yeah. 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 Right. Like, right. Trying to make everyone like me is never a good place. Yeah. To and it's, yeah, that's, that's just a, uh, it's a it's a treadmill it's 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 you'll never that it's a golden ring that you're reaching for and kill yourself trying to get you know yeah, that's, that's i think my okay. takeaway on forgiveness I, I feel like i've forgived the big ones though yeah I've, it sounds I've, I've, like I've, it yeah it yeah. sounds like it ex-wife ex-wife ex and i get along great we i always my joke about my ex-wife is uh uh 10 out of 10 would divorce again the Yelp review. Yeah, the Yelp review Her of my... Aspic.com <laughs> review. It's like yeah, like five five fists uh -huh. out of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I great. We get along great. Uh got a great relationship. And like uh and a lot of it is just because we all like both her mom, myself, and her stepdad have all made a conscious effort to, you know, put put the kid first. And I think that just makes the world a difference, Changes you know. Everything. Absolutely, it's a totally different dynamic. Yeah, if you're like, if you're, if you're parenting correctly, it shouldn't be like I'm having an existential crisis. It should be yeah, like right. I have a kid, and then I can have my existential crisis yeah. on the side. <laughs> Hold on, I got a dad first. <laughs> totally, yeah, 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 for sure. You still so. gotta take care of you, but you got a dad. That's, <laughs> that's a priority. Is yeah, yeah. Dad. I mean, it kind of, it kind of like, yeah, it definitely, like it, it. It forces a structure, you know, on my life, which is good. You know, I mean, I, I do, I do well, I do well with, <laughs> with structure. I'm like, yeah. You know, like I, that's one of those things that I only was able to like admit to myself recently. And it was one of the things I struggled with, um, in, you know, when I, when I quit my real job and, and now I just kind of, I comedy pays half of my bills and, you know, working, working with my dad occasionally pays the other half of my bills because I'm very fortunate to have a very low cost of living. And that was one of those things where I realized recently, I'm like, oh, I, I think I need some structure. Like I yeah. thought, I thought just being like a, a, a like a, a comic and, and not uh -huh. having a real job, I would just thrive and I would get so mad at myself. I'm like, you know, like if, if Dave from five years ago were in this position and he saw you like not constantly writing, you know, on your, on your laptop, writing on, working on a script or working on a story or working on a joke, like that Dave from five years ago would punch you in the mouth right now because you were squandering this opportunity. Like this is uh. everything you from five years ago wanted and what are you doing you know like you're not you're not doing enough and yeah so yeah i don't know that was weird i just went on a tear there uh, no i i experienced <laughs> the same thing when i like uh went from working at the rehab to like just turn i was like well i'm getting I'm made for a couple months there. i was doing pretty good on comedy money and i yeah. was like you know, I, I quickly realized I need structure. I need yeah. something to show up to that's outside of comedy a right. little bit. And, and it, it, I hope I hope how it looks in the future is the job is comedy 100 percent. And mm -hmm. then there's like some volunteer work I do and like people I reach out to that is like, you know, I, I get to, you know, maybe like show up to a soup kitchen or yeah, something. Yeah, and yeah. You can get that structure in other ways 
it helps drill home that important for sure i it also helps for me too it's like um i i tend to like drag a lot of things around with me so mm-hmm. sometimes i'll like wake up in the morning and i'll know that like i have a whole day to myself and if left to my own devices i'll facebook for four and a half hours yeah i'll facebook until i'm sad yeah like, yeah yeah for sure and so what i'll do is i will pack my gym bag mm-hmm. and i'll pack my computer up my i call it my mobile home office yes. like, like my little mobile home <laughs> office and then i'll go to the gym and i'll work out and I'll shower there and I'll get ready there and then I'll go somewhere mm-hmm. and just stay the fuck out of my dumb house. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. sometimes it's the it's the sweet, sweet, comfy bed and the 16-pound cat, th- you know? This, you guys have experienced this house is a real suck like i mean so comfortable yeah like i'm like maybe i should get shittier couches like (laughs) no you know what do you have a desk Uh, i do in my room yeah 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 so maybe move your desk to a place that is not where you repose yeah (laughs) and then like you have like uh i don't know what's in that room over there but maybe yeah that's like a spare like a like a just a spare bedroom but i i need to clean it out yeah 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 make it it was you know what's funny is it it was originally um i would die for an office by the way yeah yeah, I, I mean, I could. The problem, okay, the weird thing about this house is there's no, like, there's no, like, like, standalone closet in this house. So, like, there's no, like, neutral space for, like, the vacuum cleaner or, like, yeah. you know, or, like, like the things that would go great in a hallway closet. So, that like, that room would always turn into, like, the repository for, like, random stuff. Yeah. And, and, and then at one point, it, like, after I went through my, like, last breakup, it was about a year ago, like, she moved out. And uh, and like that room just became my dump all for everything. And so I moved I moved the, the desk in there in, into my main bedroom thinking that that would be a great idea. And it works when I'm, you know, when I'm really motivated for it. But yeah, yeah I could I could do better. I, like that room's a project on my on my list. I love that you have enough space. Like I love that you have enough space to have a room. You don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah, I fucking love that, man. I mean, yeah, (laughs) that's beautiful, man. Oh, you're living the dream. I guess so. You're living the dream. You have just, you have just squandered space. I do. (laughs) It's the worst. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could, and I, I could get, I mean, I could also turn it into like another, I have so many comics crash with me. Like you wouldn't have to sleep on the couch, buddy. If I would just get my shit together. Um, sorry, Samir. I'm I'm sorry. I'm so lazy. <laughs> it's Dude, such a I comfortable couch. S- I swear to God, I only sleep in my bed on the nights that somebody has to sleep on this couch. Like, oh you know what God. I mean? And sometimes, sometimes I give comedians my bed. <laughs> like, you know, I'll take the couch. <laughs> You're so and I, cute. And I seem like this martyr, you know, of this real martyr of a host. But in, in, <laughs> and you're just like. In reality, in reality, I just want the couch for myself. This couch, by the way, is like, it's made of the material of like dad leather jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, totally. It's like leather, but it's like, it's uh, like Cialis commercial leather. Yeah, it's like totally. Real, like it's uh-huh. real comfy. I mean, it <laughs> looks like it would belong in like a cigar lounge. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. that kind of um, plush. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's just not quite as smelly as a cigar lounge couch, I guess. That's but. yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, yeah. That's gross. What's your weirdest um like amends or um apology you've ever had to give? Ooh, that's a great one. Uh that's a great question. What's the weirdest apology I've had to give? Um Let's see. I mean, I've had to do some some dad apologies, and I guess those aren't really weird. I mean, there's a, like the self-realization um, you know, that I fucked up as a dad. Like, that's always really, like, that's really hard. Like, when you, when as a parent, you realize you fucked up. Like, my daughter on um, 
it was Thursday night. She she has her mom's old phone, and her mom set up Facebook Messenger like on. There's like a kids version of Facebook Messenger. Um, I don't know if I love that or fucking hate well, that. I'm what like, why is, are we teaching like, them this? She can only she can only text. She can only message myself, her mom, and and my mom. Okay. So there's only three people that she can message. All right. And like, I'm setting up for a comedy show. Uh, uh, and it's a weird Thursday night show. We don't normally do shows on Thursday, but I get a text message from my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter. And she's like, hey, my jogathon is tomorrow. Oh, Will you be there? Like, can you come to my jogathon? And she's like, she just started at a new school. And, uh, and you know, her old school was in, there's a little town over here called Easton. And like all of, you know, like every teacher at her school goes to church with her mom, you know, so like there was like the whole school like knew who my daughter was and, and like all the teachers and a ton of the parents, a ton of the kids. And, you know, they were all like, you know, they'd always, always cheer for her. Like, you know, I mean, it was yeah. she's part of this like bigger community. community yeah. And now she's starting at this new school and she was she messaged me and she's like, hey, can you be at my jogathon tomorrow? I have the jogathon tomorrow. And I'm like, totally like I, I'm absolutely there. And so that was Thursday night. Friday morning is the, the day of the Jogathon. And the Jogathon is at 8.50. And at 9.30, I realized, holy fuck, I forgot about the Jogathon. No! And I wasn't doing anything. I mean, like, I, I was doing, like, I was doing a little bit of work for my dad uh, outside. And uh, I was like, I had actually gone over to say hi to my mom. And, um, and I remember I was just talking to my mom. And it was like... I didn't even have a great excuse. Like, I didn't have, like, a... I mean, like I said, I was a little bit busy, but not, like, doing anything serious. And I just fucking forgot. Like, I just forgot about... And she took the time to message me. And, like, I was a wreck. I was a goddamn wreck all of Friday. And I, and I had to pick her up from school Friday afternoon. And I'm like... I'm like, I am not above buying my child love. And so... Ah! <laughs> and so, like, I went... I went to, she's like really into superheroes. So I went to the Disney store and I, I bought her, uh, I bought her a couple of like uh, Spider-Man uh, uh, web shooters and a couple of like stuff, you know? Yeah. And so like, I'm just, and I'm like, this is weighing so heavy on me all day, Anna. And like, I pick up, I, I get, like I get to school. She goes to the after school program. So I pick her up at like 5.30. So it's been, it's been a long day that I've been thinking about this. Like I had the realization at 9.30. I don't even pick her up till 5.30. So from 9.30 to 5.30, I'm just so angry with myself. That's an and eight so, hour day of shame. Like, I'm like, she was, yeah. she was there running around that track. She was probably like looking in the, the crowd of like parents standing on the sidelines, like desperately searching for her father who wasn't there. You know, I mean, she's there all alone. There's nobody in the audience cheering for her her she asked me specifically to come and be there for her and support like she she reached out to me specifically and was like dad can you please be at my jogathon she said it in so many words and so like i'm like so like 5 30 i've got like a bag full of toys in the in the in the back seat of my truck and i pick her up and i'm like hey she's like hey how's it going and i was like how's your day she's like it's good and um uh, she, and so and I'm like, we're walking back to the, and so I'm kind of like working my way into this, like kind of like making small talk with her, you know? And, um, uh, and so like we get to the truck and she opens the back door and she sees it. I've got a, a few toys back there in, in the Disney store bag. And she's like, Oh, what, like, what's, what's this? And I was like, I felt really bad that I missed your jogathon today, honey. She's like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Oh, what a cool kid. <laughs> she was, 
she just totally forgot that I wasn't there and that she had asked me and she had a ton of fun running around the track with her friends. She's like, oh, I did seven laps. It was pretty cool. And like I and she was she was like, great. Like, thanks for all these toys. Like, but it was it was everything to me and nothing to her. And. And I was like, this is why you're a good dad. (laughs) Like you made a mistake. You're like, Oh God, I was just a wreck all day. And she, it was, uh, I was like, Oh yeah, she was fine. She was okay. But uh, yeah, that was, that was rough. That was a real recent apology. (laughs) That's a a tough one. I would do the same thing. Like I often will like be in a place where I have to like apologize to somebody and I'll be Uh like, I really need, and I'm all serious. You could tell I've been thinking about it for days and like really being hard on myself. And they're always like, I don't even remember you doing that. Uh (laughs) Like, Oh God. Yeah. I, I did that once recently with a friend of, uh, uh, it was another comedian who, um, we we had gone out after a show, uh, and he was talking to this new gal, and he was like, kind of like, I don't know if he was ashamed or I don't know what it was, but he was like, "Hey man, like, can you?" He's like, "I'm I'm dating this girl. She's a stripper." And I guess I can kind of get it, like when you tell a comedian, tell other comedians that you're dating a stripper, comedians are assholes, and and they can. Yeah. So he kind of like told me, and this they're thing also in super jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like totally. a combination of things. They're like, ah, oh, stripper, yeah, misogyny. And, <laughs> and I remember, like, he told me that, and then a few days later at a show, um, he was he was performing, and he was going to meet up with her afterwards, and or meet up with the, the the gal that he was dating afterwards, and um, he was looking really like nice, like at the show, like it was, and he does this guy doesn't normally dress nice and another comic walked up and was like oh like you got a you got a date tonight or something man and i'm like yeah he's dating a stripper and ah! he's like what the fuck dude i'm like i'm sorry like it just came out and i <laughs> i'm both excited and it's funny at the same yeah, time yeah and i'm and but i was like at that moment i'm like ah, like what a shitty friend i was mm. like you know like i texted him the next day and i was like hey man like I can be a way better friend to you. I'm so sorry. And he was like, "Oh, I love yeah." that line. I'm gonna steal that. I can be a, fr- a better friend. I can to be you. a better friend. You know. I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, f- I felt really bad, and he was he was fine. But like at the same time too, like I would get it. Like if he never wanted to like confide in me ever again, you know. Yeah. Like I I betrayed that trust. He very explicitly said it was like, "Don't tell anybody this," and I blurted it out and. <laughs> Like an asshole, you know. <laughs> Dave, so. we're covering a very similar cloth. I've definitely <laughs> done that. Just like, ah, oh no, <laughs> oh no. no, why did I say why? that? Yeah. How do you maintain your um your day to day existence? You mm. know, like you're obviously a good family member. You're a good dad. Oh. You're like a good companion and, and comedian to oh. your fellow comedians like, yeah, and friends. Like, how do you maintain this? Oh man. Um, I mean, ugh, like too much coffee and like I. Uh, That's true. You go full pot. I do you go, go full, full pot. pot. Like I, you guys are like, <laughs> like is this coffee for all of us? I was like, oh yeah, it's for uh, <laughs> it's for all of us. Like <laughs> you're. Meanwhile, you're like, I'm gonna have to make another pot of coffee. These people be drinking my coffee. Um, oh god. Oh man. Um, yeah, you know, I I. Uh, if I, I mean, I get up in the morning and it's usually because usually like either either have one of two things happening in the day during the day. I have either a comedy show. We have we do five shows in a week. 
So I either have that happening, and if and if I don't have that happening, it's it's my daughter. I have I have I have Abby, and so um, those two days are very different. Like there's a very different, like I mean, like on a comedy day, it's like get up, get on Facebook, like post to every single Facebook group there is, make sure that all the all the promotional ads are, are running, um, you know, and it's it's um, and then it's sending invites and then it's. And then it's putting up shows for the following week and making sure everything's on community calendars. Like, you know, there, there are a million different community calendars and we do five shows a week. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's you know, uh, probably 16 different community calendars times five a week. You know, I mean, it's it's just, it's a grind. Like, to, like promoting sucks. Ugh. Like, that's the not fun part of comedy. And so, like, it's a lot of, like, menial bullshitty stuff um, right. that I can kind of keep myself busy with. But on a school day with when I have my daughter, it's like, get up six 30, make sure that she's up and running. Um, and so I can kind of keep myself busy enough, you know, yeah. I, I can kind of keep myself busy enough depending on, on what's going on. And, uh, like I said, I, like I, I, I crave structure. I'm so lame. That is so lame. I no, that's structure. not lame. That's not yeah. lame at all because that, that's, what's going to make you, the best guy in a writer's room and that's mm. what's going to make you a consistent person like on the road like no, i'm sure you're yeah. the guy who's like all right but even today you got you were like hey i got i gotta be out by five so we gotta do these podcasts. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're very like it's good it's oh, a good, good thing it's no. a positive thing. oh that, that makes that feels good to yeah hear. <laughs> I, I used to think like when i was um first getting clean i was like are the steps gonna make me a boring person because yeah, i was like yeah, so attached to like the parts of me that were arguably not working. I was like, mm -hmm. that's what makes me interesting. <laughs> it's like, no, 500 days of summer. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here with this. What do you think? You're Zoe Deschanel. You could be like corkily flawed. You're not. <laughs> no, you're just not. not. Person, that's yeah. not a real human. Uh -huh. Like, so I, I like that. Embrace it about yourself. You can be like, I like structure. God yeah. damn it. I, I like, like that. I like structure. You know who likes structure? Mm. Women uh, women like structure and men. They oh, love that's that. Good. They're like, I was really afraid you were going to say Hitler. <laughs> yeah, well, him You know too. who likes structure? Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> Stalin. No. All the regimes. Very yeah. into structure. Oh, yeah, I could. I could. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, I've had, I've had a couple of like hot mess girlfriends that really like that about me, <laughs> you know, like they really like me being, the, cause uh, I get up early, uh, and they like me being the alarm clock, you know, like they really like not having to worry, like not having that responsibility, yeah. Maybe, you know, like they like the idea of me waking them up and, and I guess I kind of liked it too, you know, yeah. I guess, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where that comes from. I guess from it, maybe from my dad. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. been out here on the ranch. <laughs> yeah, farm thing. waking up early. Waking up early, doing feeding stuff. the hogs. Feeding the hogs. <laughs> okay, tell the hog story. Do you I really, really want to hear it. Yeah, you got to put this out oh, on the fuck. podcast because it's so like. <laughs> okay. I know I just heard the story, but uh, it's the greatest story ever told. Okay, well, and to fully understand, you kind of have to under understand. Like it's easy for you guys because you saw it, but. You got to understand the the, the, the the property and where we live. It's a 20 acre piece of land. Um, and probably 1999, I would guess, in preparation for Y2K. <laughs> but my dad decided that he was going to buy a bunch of pigs. And 
he had never raised pigs before. Like he raised out here, we he had done chickens before. Pigs are not a starter animal. And, and like pigs are very intense animals. Like they're very smart. They're very strong. They eat a lot. They're 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 they're, they're yeah, not starter animals, but they also kind of like look at you too. They kind of look at you. Like people, and <laughs> if left to their own devices, they form government and dude, mutiny against the farm. You're not far off. Like <laughs> they, they think if humans were to disappear off the the next macro organism in line to take over the planet would be pigs. It would be, a, <laughs> um, and and not so not even a primate. So my dad, yeah, my dad goes all in on this pig thing, <laughs> and like at this point, I'm probably. Uh, I'm probably 13. My younger brother is 11 ish. And, um, and so I guess I think this story started last night with me telling you about the pig burial. Um, and, and so just to kind of like give you a snapshot of like what my childhood was like growing up. Um, there was this one sow in the pen and the you gotta understand that the pig pens are like there's like a layer of muck and like mud and shit and every, and and piss and water and everything. It's just yeah. this like layer yeah. of pig. goo and gross yeah. stuff. Goo. And this this one female sow like fell asleep and she drowned in the in the in muck the, in the muck. And so it's like a Saturday morning. My dad wakes my brother and I up and he's like, "Hey, there's this pig out there that died." I need you guys to bury it. Like that's your chore for today. And <laughs> and then and then he disappeared. <laughs> because there's so many disposal <laughs> methods for a pig, and your dad was like, "You gotta, you, you boys." I'm gonna you, get my adolescent children <laughs> to bury a pig to handle this. This yeah, and so this farm corpse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, and 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 so. The thing was, is the the pig, I mean, she probably weighed, I guess, 90 to 100 pounds. And like, I don't know, we were, we she were. She weighs as much as you do. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And and so like what we eventually decided is like, okay, we're going to tie a rope around her, her legs and pull her out. But the problem was, is the fence was like four feet high, four and a half feet high. So and we had to get her over there. can't open that. the gate because we the other pigs right. will fucking run. And this is in the midst of, <laughs> I didn't really tell you this last night, but like there are there are like half a dozen other pigs that are running around. <laughs> They're at the crime scene. Trying to eat her. Oh, God. Oh, God. And so like. <laughs> They're just like, hold on. Yeah. We can how to handle this. Yeah. We got this. Well, yeah. And like we don't want to make it any grosser because like. <laughs> Already so gross. Yeah, and so like, cause like, cause if she's got like bite marks taken out of oh her, then like blood is spilling. Uh, so we're like, oh, you get out of here, pigs! Like, you know. <laughs> and so like, we get her up to the fence, and and so we gotta like lift her up and over. And I still cannot tell you where my father is. Like, <laughs> I don't know where my dad is. And He's so we eventually He's decide in a car <laughs> on the other side of the property. That's a whole other story, but yes. And so we decided, like, my younger brother's going to stand, like, at the top of the fence and pull her with the rope. And I'm going to get underneath and, like, lift her. And, like, we, we eventually do it. Like, we flip her up and over the fence plop. and get her, yeah, plop. Just like, and, and, but, like, it's been hours at this point. It's taken us hours to, like, figure out how to engineer this with our, our dumb, like, 13-year-old brains. And, um, and we still have to bury her. Like, we haven't, we haven't even dug the hole yet. Like, 
And so we drag her out like a sufficient distance, we feel, and we dig a hole. And again, we're just eyeballing this thing. We've never buried it anything like a like a and <laughs> where are they up carry yeah why father buried things i bury yeah, things and boys today <laughs> you will bury that things that has a long proud history of burying things um, uh, and so we dig this hole and we you know we're like that seems deep enough like that it really did anna like Good it really enough. seemed deep enough pigs are so big and so we flop we flop her in there and double flop and yeah and we get her in there and she's kind of sticking out (laughs) but just a little bit like just a little bit yeah and so like like a westworld burial it's like a yeah it's like like an old-timey cartoon western burial there's like a a mound but like and and thinking about this since last night uh I don't think we we didn't know anything about how gases expand. Yeah, you don't know about decomposition. I don't know anything about decomposition. (laughs) And so imagine your dad spent the whole time just in a house looking out the window, drinking coffee like I got to test the problem solving (laughs) skills of these boys. They've really taken a long time to even get the pig out. Yeah. I figure they could have repinned the other pigs and just (laughs) fucking dragged her out through the gate. Totally. (laughs) And so. And so that was on a Saturday. On like a Thursday, we had this big dumb like farm dog that was just kind of running around. And like what was the his do- name? Oh God, what was that one's name? Oh, uh, because we've got yeah, we had, had a lot of farm. dogs. Yeah, we yeah. had a lot of farm. We're I couldn't tell highway. you. Probably Sheila. Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila the dog. Uh, the dog comes walking up to the house, just chewing on something, and my dad's like, "What are you chewing on, dog? Let me see it." And like. He realizes that it's a piece of flesh and then immediately figures it out and walks out there. And the pig is like expanded and ballooned up to the point that it's like pushed all of and the dog's been digging at it. And like coyotes have probably been digging at it. And my dad comes bursting into our bedroom and he's like, he's like, you guys have paid the goddamn pig right. We're like. We were like sitting there with our N64s and our controllers. Like, like what you, back to being kids. What do you what do you want from us? What is this? <laughs> so so the following Saturday, he makes us go back out there and like and he goes with us this time. And so we like we we dig a hole like next to the, the original hole, this time deep enough, and just kind of like roll her into this other this new hole. New hole. And barrier. But, and I only tell that story to tell you this story, which is like, because <laughs> again, I like need to understand like the harsh reality of, of the situation. Yeah. I guess like it's just not pretty. It's not cute. It's not fun. Um, so uh, I don't know if you guys realize this, but Y two K did not happen. Yeah, that's not a thing I that think happened. How my dad dealt with it is he just kept buying canned stewed tomatoes and green beans, <laughs> yeah. and he was like, "We're gonna make it." And like taught me how to make spam meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really useful. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think we could have. D- he was a butcher. We could have done with a pig. Yeah, oh, yeah. You guys probably. Yeah, you get, we should have invited you over. Yeah, if, like come over for Y two K. Y two K. Love a sleep brown party. <laughs> <laughs> and so right around like I would guess O two, he like he's decided that like he's gonna he's gonna get rid of the pigs and there's this pig that we have it's i don't understand what this pig was like i don't know what he he was (laughs) he was the 
hog. He was this he massive. Was your, he was your stud hog. Mutant pig that we had. <laughs> I can only assume my dad got him from some sort of like like witch doctor or something. <laughs> when he was a tiny, because this this pig, this guy was massive. He we called him Hambone. He, pr- <laughs> he probably weighed like. I would guess probably four to five hundred pounds. Yeah, that's a it stud was hog. Huge. Yeah. And we were talking about pig balls last pig night. Pig balls. Are so you so imagine like you've seen the butt of a pig. Imagine yeah. even if it's a cartoon butt, like Porky Pig, right? Yeah. So you see the butt of a pig. Now imagine two round orbs bigger than both cheeks dragging yeah. on the floor. It's enormous. That's it's like a, a that's a, a hog. That's yeah. A stud I mean, hog. it's like a dinner it's, plate in diameter. Like it's. it's <laughs> Biggest fucking, they have they're usually calloused from dragging in the yeah pit. yeah <laughs> and they're covered so in big muck. <laughs> it's gross and so hambone and hambone was this crazy like hyena like markings he had tusks <laughs> he had this cr- like crazy and I'm <laughs> my dad's like I don't know my dad had to like because I don't know that it's legal to own wild boars no and, and I think my dad was very insistent like he's not a wild boar. He's just in denial. <laughs> 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 a fucking mutant pig. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's perfectly legal for me to own this pig. And I still want to know where he got it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where my dad got it. Like somebody and was like, he'll make really tasty so things. <laughs> so it's been like it's been like three years of just gross, like <laughs> like a living nightmare with these pigs. <laughs> Like traumatic like childhood story. Eating the chickens. Yeah. After oh yeah, because like because my dad got into chickens too again, and like I mean the, the 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 fucked up thing. I'm not saying this is right, and I'm not gonna defend this behavior. But if he had a really annoying chicken, despite <laughs> an all annoying he, chicken, just all you had to do was too much. Um, some of them were like really aggressive with Packing. other chickens. Like yeah, like you know I mean if there if like there were some like hyper aggressive chickens that would like beat up the other chickens and yeah. stuff. And sometimes they would squawk to them or whatever, who knows? Anyway, all you had to do was when that chicken was like walking along the f- edge of the fence of the pig pen is just give him a little nudge. <laughs> That's all you had to do. And then they fall into the muck and it's like, Oh no, you can't get out of the muck. And then a pig walks over and <laughs> chomp. Yeah. That chicken's done. Yeah. Pigs and are killing machines. They are <laughs> murderous machines. And so, uh, it's like 2002. My dad decides it's time. Like it's, it's like okay, we're over the pigs, and like <laughs> because your mom was like, Get yeah, because like because like because like my dad was over the pigs, and in order for my dad to be over the pigs, that means my mom had to have been over the pigs like tenfold. Like she was so done, <laughs> so done with this this whole fucking. She just wakes up in the morning. Thing. We still have pigs. Yeah, 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 exactly, and so. My dad decides he's gonna get rid of the pigs and he's gonna he's gonna take them all down to the slaughterhouse. And like he he the first he starts with Hambone. And Hambone, like, he manages to successfully like get into the trailer. Like my dad's very DIY about everything. And like he built the, the pen himself out of old railroad ties and like scrap metal and like <laughs> like aluminum siding that he found <laughs> and chicken wire. Pigs. Yeah, it really was. I wish I had a picture. Like it really did look like something out of the set of Mad Max. Like <laughs> it, it, that is such it, like it's everything that you're picturing right now is how it looks. Like, you're not wrong even a little bit, Anna Valenzuela. And so and so like he. He decides he's gonna do Hambone first, and so he builds this like channel, like from Hambone's pen into the trailer. He gets Hambone in there, um, but and he gets Hambone to the slaughterhouse. But uh, like on the way to the slaughterhouse, like in the back of this trailer, 
Like Hambone kind of figures it out. Like <laughs> he's like, he probably gets to the. We were talking about this last night. He probably got to the slaughterhouse, could like smell the scent S- of death, smell death. Yeah. Like knew that it was not a right thing. And so like my dad, <laughs> my dad like gets there and like opens the trailer and like Hambone is standing in the corner, the very front of the trailer with his like nose to the wall, like like Blair Witch style. <laughs> and my dad's like, hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> How you doing? You ready to go, Hambone? And he's not responding. And 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 so like and so my dad's kind of trying to coax him out, and he and like Hambone is literally like just nose to the wall, like I'm not moving, like move me, motherfucker, like and and um, and so like at this point, like some of the guys that work at the slaughterhouse realize that my dad's there's something going on, and they walk over and they're like, hey, you need some help? And my dad's like, yeah, I got this pig in the back. And my trailer's not getting out. And they're like, oh, we'll get him out. And my dad's like, no, no, you don't understand. This is not like a regular pig. Like, this, is not, this is not like a normal pig. And the guys are like, okay. And, yeah. And like, so these guys like jump into the trailer with Hambone. And they're like, come on, pig. And they're like slapping him on the ass. And like, Hambone like turns around and he roars. Like, he roars. Like, I don't think pigs are supposed to roar. He was just like, and like, and these guys jump out of the trailer like so fast, and so they eventually have to get like cattle prods and stuff to like get him out of the trailer, <laughs> like you know, like they, they treat him like a cow. And um, what's up with this pig? Yeah, and it was wild. And so they got Hambone there, and they they, they managed to get rid of Hambone. R.I.P. Okay. Hambone. Yeah, R.I.P. Hambone. The meanest, craziest pig that ever lived. Yes, it was. It, he did not go quietly, but. <laughs> Uh, that's that's one down. My dad figures he's got to take three trips, and that's one down. So, all right, like, yeah. okay, we're cruising along now. Like yeah, that was a, the, a minor the hard hiccup. One, damn. The hard one is done. Like yeah, it's just a bunch bones. of sows left, and yeah. so like he goes back. He gets he takes another load of sows. They go okay. Like they get in there. He gets them to the slaughterhouse, and it's okay. But the thing was, is the sows that he got on the second trip were like the youngest and dumbest sows. <laughs> yeah, like. There are like three sows left, but like they're the oldest and the biggest. <laughs> they've been hanging out with Hambone this whole time. Right. And at this <laughs> and at this point they've seen they've seen they've seen about uh seven pigs leave and not come back. Yeah. And pigs are smart. Pigs smart, are so yeah. smart. Yeah. And so like they they figure it out. They're like where what he's doing. It's probably not good for us. This is a one-way trip. Yeah, and yeah. so like he We're gets not these, going to like a pig sanctuary. And it was weird because they like <laughs> they like it was like they 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 these pigs had like channeled like they 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 were like working together in like tandem and they they. they <laughs> My dad, like I said, he's built these like channels, like these like these these little hallways for the pigs. Yeah. You know, and and they they figured out that, that was probably the weakest point, and so like. The three of them like bum rush the side of this channel that my dad has built and break out. I mean, this is like this, free pigs. Yeah, I mean these are and these are pretty good sized pigs. I mean they're probably like 125, 150 pounds each. They're and going for yeah, it. and they're and like they all hit that wall at the same time and break through and then they just take off under the back twenty. And so like now my dad has a situation. Well, and the the thing was is the pigs Loose were pigs. the pigs were very like they were very coordinated in the pen 
and like what their what their initial move was, but they didn't really have any follow through beyond that. They had no plan. Yeah, right. They didn't really like know what the the wide world was like outside of the pen, you know. And so like they get out, and it's more space than they've ever seen in their lives, and then they kind of like start to like graze, like they kind of start to move around like, the property nice. and like kind of like graze. They're like this is good. Like we can yeah, live this life, we win you know. Now. Yeah, like we did it, and so, and so. My dad is at a very traumatic day at this point. <laughs> He's got to deal with and, ham bone. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so he, he's like, now he's like, I got to go get these pigs. And like, I don't, and, and this is, I'm so grateful that I wasn't involved in any of this. Like, cause this, this all, this all escalated so quickly. And, um, and so my dad goes out and he's trying to like shoe the pigs in and these pigs are just not having it. Like, like they start charging at my dad. <laughs> And they're like, they're initially like the charges are just kind of like, they, they kind of like run at them and kind of stop. And, um, but then like one of them, like, and my dad's really freaked out and on edge at this point. And, 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 and one of them comes at him and it's, she's not stopping. Like she's going to kill my dad. Like, like she's just, just she's full like, fight or flight. And, she knows what's up. And my dad freaks out. And my dad is so freaked out after Hambone that he, at some point during the day, he went and got his, he had his handgun. <laughs> and so my dad is being charged by this pig. And you called this pigopolis. Pig, pig, yeah, pig, uh, yeah, uh huh. And so my dad, in self defense, draws his gun and fires on this pig. On his own pig. <laughs> and he hits the pig in the head. And the pig stops. It's only a nine millimeter. Shakes its head. And keeps running for my dad. And so my dad gets, it's like, it's like the scene from Tremors. Where like, it's like chased down to like, chased down to some pallets. And like, if you're my mom, like I, I was telling you last night, the story is best observed from my mom's perspective. Where she's like, my husband's taking care of the pigs. It sounds like a war song in the back I just picture her like washing the dishes, just calmly and in denial. It's like pop, pop, pop. Like what? That's Everything's weird. fine. Getting rid of the pig. Nom back there. And so Big like, noise. So it's like trapped on this like pile of 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 pallets. Swino grave. And so he's he's got his he's got his gun, and like at this point he's decided like there's no quick death for these pigs. And it's him versus the pig yeah. dude. And it's so he starts pig. he starts just taking pot shots at him, like intentionally like hitting him in the flanks and and letting them like bleed out. <laughs> He's like snipe like sniping them with his handgun from Pigamy at the game. And uh and and eventually the they they all went down. Oh, but God. And and at that point you can't take a dead pig to the slaughterhouse. There's too many bullets. <laughs> too many bullets, and um, yeah, you, you, can't bring, you can't bring them pre-bulleted. It's, I'm sorry. A, it's a hard and fast rule we have at the slaughterhouse. Shoot these ones. I'm sorry. And you so, thought ham bone was bad. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen the Supremes over yeah. here. <laughs> and so yeah, he had to like call his buddy up, and they had to like slaughter the pigs like on site, like carved them all up, and yeah, it was just they wild. Went back into the earth, into and, the tummies. Yeah, and like that was my that was that was my life. <laughs> I mean, the greatest story. I mean, you, and I told you a bunch of other stories similar <laughs> to that, but 
Um, that you, was you gotta write a book. Man. I guess I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think I'm always reluctant to tell these stories just because. Uh, I mean, like if you're if I mean I could totally understand if anybody listening to this like loves animals and, so and wants upset. to hate me. And my father, I get it. Like, no, I, it's not that I don't. You're a lo- farm kid. It's a different. Yeah, I just have a weird relationship min- with animals. Like food and mentality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like because you guys were eating the pigs. You yeah, yeah, we, we ate. Them. We ate every single thing. Every one of the, even the ones that had to get shot with the gun. Like you know, <laughs> that my dad that almost <laughs> ate my dad. Like we even ate those. Like all of those. But like. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't necessarily humane, well, you know. And so, like, I, I mean, I get it. I get I love it. If, the if fight you want to be mad at pigs, me, man. yeah, they're, they're just like. Nah. I mean, it was just a nightmare scenario. You've been feeding us mean chickens uh, this whole time. It's true. We're fucking ready to roll. We could have been, yeah. And so, and, but, and hot garbage from surrounding yeah. places. And like, and it, it was all, and it was all because, and the only reason we had pigs was because of. <laughs> Was because of what you get. Like your dad was like the infrastructure, the (laughs) the financial system could collapse. We better get pork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh We're gonna like corner that market, and and so that was. (laughs) Got to keep this family alive when the Uh dollar means nothing. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) We're gonna trade in ham. It was, was, and that was that was another thing I was telling you last night. It was like, it was all done. Like, my dad, it all was done from a place of love. Like, he just wanted to be able to, like, take care of his family yeah, in so case the world ended. You know? And, um, you know, because if the world did end, my dad looked like a fucking stud, right? Yeah. He'd be like, oh, my God, this guy was so smart. And that Mad Max Fury pigs. Road pin yeah. would have been, like, real uh, in vogue uh, at the yeah, time. Yeah, they would have been uh, like, look at yeah. that guy with the scrap metal Totally. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, uh, it was just, it like, been king just of a the wild Armageddon. way to grow up. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. So. Well, with that all being said, what's your? Uh, do you have a concept of a higher power? Oh man. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. It's, uh, We're my, almost done. My by the my, way. my 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 father took my higher power to the slaughterhouse that day. Oh, it was Hambone. Yeah. Rest uh, in peace, Hambone. Uh, was know, he aggressive with you guys before that know, ever started? Like, uh, you know, here's the thing. You just he, knew he was scary. Uh, we knew he was scary because he didn't. Uh, he he was ve- I mean he was very large but he's very intimidating like his he had this like snout that kind of like curved up like I mean he literally looked like if um like like uh, like bebop and rocksteady you know like, <laughs> yeah he looked like like a one of those yeah okay a- and he was just very um and like he was never like aggressive with us but at the same time he made it clear like because he had his own like pen yeah and he was like don't come in here. Like, don't ever come in here with me. Like, you never got in the pen with Hambone. Um, because Because yeah. Hambone was three times bigger than you. I mean, he outweighed. Yeah. I mean, he was. He, he was, outweighed the, he the was female massive. pigs by a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah but, yeah. like, but people, I mean, like, don't come in. Like, people don't get in the pen with me yeah. because he could have killed us. Like, he could have. I'm just a child, you yeah. know? Like, and so, like, you know, we could, like, hand feed him, you know, like an apple or something, you know? Um, he was okay with that as long as you were feeding him. But, like, I mean, to the extent to which he only liked you to, to the extent that you had food, you know, I mean, yeah. like if, if you if you didn't have food and you were like, hey, buddy, like, how's it going? Like, yeah, he wasn't really interested in you, you know, and, and now your dad has his skull mounted. We somewhere. do have a skull. It's pretty cool. Like, I feel like that should be your that. higher power. The yeah, hand bone skull. Yeah, the hand bone skull. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I um, you know, grew up very religious, but I, I uh, kind of gave that up a while back. Um, I'm always reluctant to. I don't. I don't really even like saying agnostic. I don't like saying atheist or agnostic. Yeah, I. It's like. I wish there was like. You're a, open to it, but you don't know. Well, like I wish that. I wish there was a. I wish there was like a. An opt out, on the whole idea. You okay. know, like 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 it's not that not that I don't feel like those things are. I mean, I get it if it's important to other people, but it's like. Sometimes I wish that it just wasn't a question that we had to ask in the first place. You know, it's like like could we ask. Could we ask like other questions? Like you know, yeah. I don't know. Okay, I, like I mean, that. but then again, I, I I have a different experience than people going through the program. You know. Yeah. Um. I guess I just I guess I I want my higher power to be other people. Is like yeah. like just people in general, like the proletariat. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Just the, the experience. Yeah. yeah. And people, I just um, <clears throat> I just feel like that sometimes there's so much emphasis placed on and I, and I realize that the higher power doesn't necessarily mean God or yeah I mean um, or anything like that but um, growing up very religious you know the 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 God thing was a big deal for <clears throat> for me for a long time and I guess maybe that's just where I take it you know yeah. immediately if you say high power I'm like oh we're talking about God now like and, right. and I realize that that's <laughs> not really but my knee jerk is always God and um uh yeah i think it's i think i just want it to be people okay can i can it just be people yeah yes thanks oh no i just really does that make you my higher power if i just asked you that question Mm, maybe (laughs) i think it's more like um sometimes we tell people like if you uh don't if you can't come on to a higher power just make it the program so i think it's just your like experience of humanity my my higher power is your podcast oh humanist i like that yeah yeah i like that um okay we're at the last question. What's one thing that you would uh, tell somebody just like you? Ooh. Um, like, what's the message you want to give away on this podcast? Yeah, just... Hmm. <clears throat> um, don't feed ham bone. Don't feed ham bone. Or feed ham bone, but don't get in the pen with ham bone. <laughs> Respect ham bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, like... I think I think about this a lot with my daughter. Um, uh, like... I th- I feel like sometimes we I, like I feel like we're really hard on kids and and I and I realize that we always like get caught up in like the good old days thing, yeah. Like oh man, the good old days. When I, I was a kid, we spanked our kids and it was and all the kids were better. And right, it's like if right. that's the case, yeah, yeah. How come the news is so rapey? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. And so, like I I think the thing that we sometimes forget is like the good old days didn't go away. They're just not yours anymore. Yeah. Somebody else is living out their good old days. And so I don't know. And and I guess that's for me, even even though even if these aren't my good old days, I like to take comfort in the fact that this is somebody else's good old days. Somebody out there is having a good time. And like they're gonna really remember this time. As shitty and scary as it is right now, there will be fond memories of this time held by somebody in the future for totally different reasons. Yeah. You know? Um, Do you remember what it was like before the aliens came? Those were the good old <laughs> Those days. Those were the good old days, yeah. All right, well, yeah. I better get back into the pen with my <laughs> overlord, Hambone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Hambone, Hambone transcended. Um, yeah, and so, uh, you know, and, and like we, you, like the three of us were like talking about very scary things at lunch, you know, but yeah. like, 
my seven year old doesn't know about any of that. You know, yeah. like she's just having a really good time with her friends being a second grader. And I think that's kind of a nice thing to think about. Even if the good things aren't happening to you, I think there's something very comforting in knowing the good things are happening to other people and the younger yeah. people. And, uh, and yeah, and I try to, I think it's a great comfort for me to focus on that stuff, but that's not a perspective I would have if I didn't have a kid around to remind me of that, oh, you know? So that's so sweet. Yeah. The I good old that. days didn't go away. They're just not yours anymore, but that's okay. I love that. No. Oh my gosh. Where do people find you and how do people oh. access your, your yeah. show and everything? Yeah. You can find me on, uh, Facebook and Instagram uh, and Twitter uh, at Dave Apkarian. That's A-P-K-A-R-I-A-N. And if you run into another Dave Apkarian, just look for the mustache. I got a mustache. He's, you've got a quite the mustache. <laughs> I got a mustache. Um, you can also listen to my podcast, Sad Dad. Uh, that's on all the podcast places except for SoundCloud and Spotify. Oh. Spotify's a bitch. Oh. If you yeah, Spotify not, can be difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're not on a, like a network or a label, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. But you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, um, and just about everything else. I can, I, and I can get it up on SoundCloud. I just haven't done it. I just it's need expensive. To do it. Is it Are really? you a Podbean guy or like? No, I go through Libsyn, oh. and it's like twenty bucks a month, and they have a portal. Oh, they have SoundCloud's like a, less. Well, it depends on how much too. Oh, like, I mean, yeah, I do yeah. four hour, uh, four four hour long shows a month, and it's twenty bucks. But if you're doing more than that, because you have two different podcasts, right? Yeah, but one's through the network, and one's oh. it's all gonna be through the network eventually. But oh, I pay sure. I pay my own subscription on the oh on weird this yeah, one. Yeah. So it's like a yeah. hundred and twenty year. Something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. But I pay, like, the whole year to save myself some money. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. Well, I think... Yeah. I, th- I think 120 for the whole year is cheaper than what I pay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. a good deal. Okay. Shots out I mean, to I, pay tw- I pay 20 bucks a month, but you pay... Yeah. Yeah. You're paying, like, to, 10 bucks a month. Yeah. And shouts out to all the different <laughs> podcasting platforms yeah, where we yeah, get, yeah, like, yeah. deep into it. So, yeah. That's you want to <laughs> start a podcast, that's the overhead, guys. You uh-huh. literally need equipment and a subscription. Yeah. It's pretty... It's, it's The barrier of entry is very low. Yeah. And, uh um, so yeah, Sad Dad on iTunes, and there's another Sad Dad podcast. It's Sad Dad Radio Hour, but we're you're better than that. We're better than that. Yeah. They just do they just do music. It's like how we have Brouhaha, and there's Brew Jaja, which is us. Brouhaha in the like Spanish sense of the word, right, right. And then there's another show slash podcast called Brew B R. E W uh, where people get drunk. Oh yeah, and we didn't Bruja. we didn't think about that. Yeah, that's eh, whatever. Fuck them. Exactly. You guys, are, you guys are way better anyway. I love your podcast. Oh, thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, so you can find it there. iTunes, Stitcher, uh, and just about everything else. Sad Dad. Sad Dad. Sad Dad podcast. Yeah. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, it's at Dave Apkarian. Yay. Yeah. You probably said it already. I'm just full of I did. In we're, and out. S- we're still coming down. We're still coming down. Yeah. You're a delight. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So fucking much. Yeah. This has been a great episode. Yeah. You're a delight. Thank you for letting us stay in your beautiful home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, if nobody has told you this today, Dave, I love you. Oh, I love Yay. you, Anna. Oh, and bye. if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, we love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.